This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. We are the largest health system in South Jersey. And just by opening our practice and providing that education to people, to employees throughout our organization on all levels, whether it's hospital-based care or outpatient services, we've been able to provide a level of care, more of an understanding of care for our community throughout the entire organization. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host, Trevor Duran. I have a guest I'm really excited to interview today. Jake Semple, who's the practice manager for Pride Primary Care from Virtua Health. We're talking to Jake about their segmented approach to providing tailored primary care services for the LGBTQ plus community. I'm excited and it's important to have this conversation during Pride Month. And so, Jake, I'm so excited to hear what you guys have done and what you're hoping to do in the future with Pride Primary Care. Why don't you start by just giving us a little background on yourself? Thanks, Trevor. We're really excited to talk about this. My background in healthcare actually doesn't start in healthcare. I started my career out as a teacher in New Jersey, decided that I needed to change. I actually found Virtua and fell in love with healthcare. I started as a front desk employee, checking in, checking out patients for their appointments, went up to being a surgical scheduler and now practice manager running the Pride Primary Care. I didn't know the answer to that story you were going to give. That's such a great one, though. That's fun. Now talk about the background of Pride Primary Care. Where did it come from? How does it connect to who Virtua is and who Virtua wants to be in the markets you serve? A few years ago, Virtua created an employee resource group. We founded the group and decided to call ourselves out at Virtua. And one of the things that we decided or recognized during that first meeting was the need for this type of practice in our system. At the same time that we were having this conversation as an employee resource group, there was a clinical conversation happening about the need for this practice as well. We had our lead clinician who worked for Virtua in a different role who was trying to get this practice up and running. We had the employee resource group that was building the blocks in our organization to support this kind of practice. Once we found the space, it kind of all fell together. Now we're here operating for a year. We opened June of 2022. We are a family practice, so we serve the LGBTQ plus community and their allies from the ages of eight and up. We offer a full spectrum of primary care services, including preventative health, vaccines, sick visits, well visits, as well as LGBTQ plus specific services. The LGBTQ plus services that we offer are hormone replacement therapies, as well as hormone blockers for people who are going through puberty. We also offer a whole array of STD and STI screenings and tests here. We do GYN services and vaginal and anal PAPs. We also offer monkeypox vaccine for anybody who feels that they need that. You mentioned allies. Are there tailored services for allies or is that just part of being a family practice? How many people utilize that? Our patient population is fairly split. 60% of our patients are allies where 40 fall within the community. And an ally is just somebody that supports our community and is somebody who is just looking for typical care. One thing that you'll find here is a very inclusive, welcoming environment for all. We just are trying to create an environment where people can come and feel welcomed and feel safe enough to let us know what kind of risky behaviors you're up to so we can better serve you. That's great. Were you the first to market in the communities you serve? What have you learned so far about demand for these services? Were you booked in full right away? What's it like now a year down the road? 
In our surrounding area, there are two other large health systems who have opened this type of practice before we did. So we were not the first in our area, but right off the bat, we saw our schedules getting pretty full. Since we have opened, we have now had nearly 400 patients who have never interacted with our health organization before this practice, which proves that there's a need, even though we were not the first to open. There are people in our community that are looking for this level of care and this type of service. Is panel size going to look like a typical panel or do some of the more tailored offerings mean that you want an intentionally slightly smaller panel? We definitely have a wide range of services. All are welcome. We want to do the most that we can for every patient who enters. Does Virtua have experience with other tailored and segmented primary care approaches? Were there some learnings you were able to take away from that? And maybe the flip side is, what did you learn in the first year about having focused primary care offerings that you're hoping can apply to other segmented approaches? Virtua does have a primary care for women. That is the most closely related to ours. It's another specialized primary care service that our organization offers. And one thing that we learned, just like our story of having that employee resource group out at Virtua, there is a women's of Virtua who is closely associated with their primary care. So learning what we took away from them is that those two things can be beneficial to each other. The employee resource group now out at Virtua, a lot of their initiatives align with that of Pride Primary Care. One of the things that we've seen by having this specialized care is that we can tailor our services based on what our community needs. The most recent example of that is the availability of the monkeypox vaccine. We were actually the first organization in South Jersey to get the vaccine. Prior to us having it, people would have to travel hours to get up to the New York City area to get vaccinated. So here at Virtua, we identified that that need was in our community. And based on our history working with the COVID vaccine for the state, we were able to get that vaccine almost immediately and start vaccinating our community. Did you learn anything about standing up a focus clinic like this that could apply to other segmented or tailored approaches, whether it was marketing or ramp up time or something as simple as vocab and how providers are going to connect with different communities? There was definitely two parts to this answer. One thing that we learned right away, you had mentioned marketing. This type of practice needs a lot more marketing than a standard primary care practice. A lot of primary care practices market themselves in a way. You know, people are sick, they find a doctor. We need to let people know that not only are we here, but we're here for this specific community and making sure that your marketing is targeted for that community rather than just an array of marketing to catch whoever needs care. The other thing about having this specialized practice that we learned is that a lot of education needs to go out within our organization. We had partnered with our employee resource group. We provided education to the organization about the importance of using pronouns, preferred names for all patients, not just those seeking care here. And also the education that we are here and that we can be used as a resource for patients who may already be established within our organization, but could be better served by a practice like ours. Right now, are you serving more than just virtual employees? And it was kind of launched through community resources, but you've expanded out beyond virtual? Yes, it started as an idea that the employees realized we could use this service in our community. And since, yes, we have expanded exponentially within our community. That's great. Are you able to track downstream utilization? Are there different downstream patterns coming out of primary care versus a more traditional primary care practice? Not that we have been able to track just yet. Yeah, that's fair. So beyond caring for patients in a really tailored way, has just having this Pride Primary Care, obviously focused on the LGBTQ plus community, opened other doors for community partnerships or allowed you to work in different ways with different providers across the community? 
one of the biggest changes that happened immediately in the community is that system-wide, we've made changes. We are the largest health system in South Jersey. And just by opening our practice and providing that education to people, to employees throughout our organization on all levels, whether it's hospital-based care or outpatient services, we've been able to provide a level of care, more of an understanding of care for our community throughout the entire organization. We've also been able to make community partners. June being Pride Month keeps us very busy. We sponsor multiple Pride events throughout our community to get our name out there to gain that recognition and to recruit more patients to our practice. We've also been able to partner with a local drag organization. And we also were able to go out into our community and meet with local school systems to let counselors in the school system know that we are here. Since we are a family practice and we see eight and up, a lot of school counselors identify the need for our services. Some sometimes before parents do. So letting school systems know that we are here and this level of service is available to their students. We were able to join some school health fairs, which was a great opportunity for us. Do you also have a virtual presence? And has that enabled you to expand your geographic reach? I'm asking because we interviewed a different clinic, different geography, very similar this time last year. And they said that was one of their biggest learnings was how far their virtual services were reaching because there was such a lack of tailored focused services, or you'd even say empathetic healthcare providers in rural markets. South Jersey is a little different, but how's virtual been a tool for you all? Virtual has been great. We are restricted to New Jersey. Our patients have to be in the state of New Jersey for us to be able to care for them virtually. But there are a lot of patients in central Jersey and even further south and by the coast who would have to travel over an hour to get here. So our telehealth capabilities has made visits much easier for them. But we do see patients travel as well from Pennsylvania, Delaware um, and surrounding areas to come to their visits here. What do you think the best future scenario is for Pride Primary Care? How much bigger are you thinking it's going to get? What's some of the near-term goals? And then what's your long-term future vision? Our near goals would just be expand services. We are trying within our organization first to expand our surgical options for our patients who are looking for surgical gender options or gendered surgical options. We're looking to expand our behavioral health services within our organization, as well as our addictive medicine and just kind of taking a whole system approach to expanding what our organization can offer our patients. So that's our immediate goals. Long term, we're looking for more national recognition. We are currently in the process of a applying for the Human Rights Campaign Health Equity Index. We're hoping to be recognized by them for the efforts that we're doing. We're also reworking our EMR to be more inclusive. And we're currently in the process of rebuilding Epic to integrate our SGN type information. Say more about that. Currently, we are collecting preferred name, pronouns, gender, sexual orientation, language, ethnicity and race. We are in the process of expanding that to include more clinical elements. More providers will be prompted on care recommendations based on the way patients answer. What we have noticed in our community is the prevalence of surgical and prostate cancers, especially in the trans community. A lot of trans people have a complex about their genitalia and don't often seek care and routine screenings. What we are doing here is creating in our EMR a pop-up where if a trans female is coming into the office for a well visit, it will say, you know what, this patient is also due for a prostate exam, just to kind of capture those deficiencies that we see within the care for this community. Those screening fields that you mentioned, are those asked universally or only at Pride Primary Care? It started at Pride Primary Care when we first opened. As of last month, they are asked system-wide. 
Oh, that's exciting. That's great. Tell me a good story from Pride Primary Care that let you know that this is really something different. It's really working great. And it makes you excited that you're already delivering something great, but that you can really grow it too. Most recently, it is Pride Month and being at Pride events this month, we've had a patient come up to us recently with tears in their eyes that they were so excited to not only have a practice like this that they can come to, but that it's so close to home. Often this community, they feel that when they try to seek care, they're turned away or they often have to educate their providers on what it is that they need. Coming to a place where they can already feel welcomed, where providers already understand their exact needs, we're seeing an outpouring of support and elation from our patients. We've even had patients who, as a minor, would come in with their parents and the parent was not fully supportive of what their child was asking our clinician to do. But after talking to the clinician, asking questions that the parents had, understanding what it is their child is going through, the parent was okay to start hormone replacement therapy. And it's just one of those things that we don't know if that level of care and service would have happened in a different type of practice for that patient. I can't think of anyone to be a better educator than a provider in that case. That is really exciting. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story. Thanks so much for sharing your perspective. Look forward to continue to pay attention to your success. And thanks for leading this great work. Yes, thank you so much for having us. And happy Pride Month. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at SG2 Healthcare. And if you want to talk more about innovative healthcare strategies, you can always email me at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Finally, SG2 is a Vizient company, and there are a bunch of Vizient podcasts that you might like. You can find them at Vizient backslash podcasts. Have a great day.